Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first few minutes of a private conversation between one of England's monarchs and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is September 1483. King Richard's two nephews, Edward and Richard, have gone missing. He's been hauled into the police station. I've got the name of a really good solicitor if he needs it. For the tape, the date is the 1st of September. The time is 10.05am. My name is Detective Inspector Karen Perkins and this is a recorded police interview with King Richard, formerly Law Protector. For the tape, can you state your full name, please? By the grace of God, King of England and France and Lord of Ireland, King Richard uh, III. Thank you. You've declined to have a solicitor present, is that correct? I have no need of one. I'll be the judge of that. Just to confirm, you're not being cautioned or charged. You're here of your own free will to answer questions as regards to the disappearance of your two nephews, Edward and Richard, aged 12 and 9 respectively. Yes. If free will includes being under surveillance night and day by your officers. Who says you're under surveillance? Well, who are they then? Journalists. They get everywhere. Perhaps your messengers have been... uh, Hacked? To death? I wouldn't put it past them. Can we begin? Let's start with the timeline. What happened on the 9th of April? My brother, Edward, the King died. I didn't find out until the 15th of April. And then? I got word the Woodvilles were raising an army to accompany my nephew, Edward, to London and protect him from me. I see. And what date was the coronation of your nephew, Edward, set for? I believe it was the 4th of May. And when was Edward told of his father's death? Not until the 14th of April. He was in Ludlow. When was the funeral held? The 19th of April in Windsor. Did Edward attend the funeral? No. He didn't leave Ludlow until the 24th of April with Rivers. I left York on the same day. York? So you weren't at the funeral either? No. I held a remembrance service in York on the 21st of April... I had the nobility swear allegiance to Edward. Why would I do that if I had plans for the throne myself? Hmm, so Edward didn't leave for ten days. Isn't that odd? It was a risk to his own security to travel quickly without appropriate protection. Besides, I think he was enjoying Ludlow. No disrespect, but I've been to Ludlow and I find that very unlikely for a twelve-year-old. He was a strange young lad. Was? Is. Is a strange young lad. Where were you on the 29th of April? Myself and the Duke of Buckingham met with Rivers in Northampton. Where was Edward? Rivers had sent him on ahead to London. How did your meeting with Rivers go? We all had a drink. We were on good terms. Then what happened? I arrested him for treason the next morning. How did the Queen react to that? She was worried about her safety. She took herself to Westminster Abbey on the 1st of May. Her children, including Richard, went with her. Why was she worried? She thought that, by association with her brother, she might be the next to be arrested. What did you do? 
I had Edward's entourage dismissed and replaced with my men. Then we went to London. When did you and Edward reach London? The 4th of May. And where was he housed? He was put up in the bishop's apartments. Where was the bishop? His other apartments. You see, this is where the church gets criticised. How many apartments does one man need? What happened next? I was named Lord Protector. For the next five weeks, I was to govern the country in Edward's name. And the first thing on your to-do list? I asked for the trial of Earl Rivers for treason. What did the council say? They refused. The ambush was attempted before I'd been Lord Protector. It wasn't treason. And what of the coronation? Edward arrived on the 4th of May. It was too late to hold the coronation on the same day. We postponed until the 22nd of June. Hmm. Tell me about the Duke of Buckingham. Well, he's about five foot eight. Uh... No, tell me about your relationship with him. He's merely an acquaintance. An acquaintance? On the 15th of May, you rewarded him to become the most powerful man in Wales. He supported me during a difficult time. Well, I'd keep his number handy if I were you. When was Edward moved from one of the bishop's many apartments? 19th of May. A Buckingham suggested he be moved to the royal apartments in the Tower of London. Is that usual? Yes, kings usually stay there while they await their coronation. And the bishop was coming back. Okay, so at this point Richard is in Westminster Abbey and Edward is in the Tower. Yes, they were both receiving visitors. Let's move to the 10th of June. What were you doing? I tried to extend the term of protectorate beyond the coronation. I was referring to the charge of witchcraft, actually. I feared for my life. They used witchcraft to bring about my death. And yet you're still here, very much alive. Well, Lord Hastings isn't. Hmm. Executed about trial, I believe. What happened on the 16th of June? The Queen agreed to release Richard so he could attend his brother's coronation. Hang on. So Richard was released from Westminster Abbey so he could attend the coronation in Westminster Abbey. I mean, I imagine he needed a shower, but... It's a different part of the Abbey. We thought Edward could do with some company. Anyway, she's still in there. Who is? Elizabeth Woodville. Well, she's called Dame Elizabeth Grey now. She's still in the Abbey? Yes, she won't come out. She thinks I'm going to have her arrested. And are you? Probably not. Only probably. Where were we? Oh yes, so the brothers were reunited at the Tower. Yes. Now, how many servants did they have with them in the Tower at this point? <coughs> Just one. Black Will. Who? William Slaughter, known as Black Will. Unfortunate name. So, in your opinion, only one servant is required for two royal boys. We were trying to minimise risk. Hmm. And then the coronation was postponed yet again. To the 9th of November. Why did you postpone it for a further five months? Could I have some water? No. Is it because you knew about the sermon due from the Canon of St Paul's on the 25th? No. Let me finish. He says you're the only legitimate heir. He claims Edward and Richard are illegitimate based on a prior marriage of their father. And then days later, your friend Buckingham presents a petition for you to be king based on this sermon. That is all correct. And on the same day, 
Buckingham reads out a petition at Westminster that makes their marriage invalid and also bars the Duke of Clarence's son from taking the throne. Um... You met with the delegation on the 26th of June, but once again, you were urged to take the throne. What could I have done? You could have said the sermon wasn't true, or sought until evidence was found. If there's no evidence of a prior marriage or your brother's illegitimacy, then I'm afraid your nephew should have been crowned as Edward V. Well... I'm sure he would have valued your guidance as his uncle, considering the fact that he's only 12. He has years before he comes into his majority. It wasn't a simple matter. Which brings us to the last time the two boys were seen alive. I have a statement from an Italian friar, Dominic Mancini, who says the last person to see them was a doctor. I'd like to read you that statement, if I may. Go ahead. He and his brother were withdrawn into the inner apartments of the tower proper and day by day began to be seen more rarely behind bars and windows, till at length they ceased to appear altogether. A doctor, the last of his attendants, whose services the king enjoyed, reported that the young king, like a victim prepared for sacrifice, sought remission of his sins by daily confession and penance, because he believed that death was facing him. Already there was a suspicion that he had been done away with. Whether, however, he has been done away with, and by what manner of death, so far I have not at all discovered. What do you have to say about that? The boys have not been murdered. Then where are they? I don't know. But they were under your protection when they were last seen. Yes, but they just disappeared. People don't just vanish, even magicians. How hard did you investigate their disappearance? I'm going to take that as not very hard. You were crowned on the 6th of July. Where were you from the 7th of July? On Royal Progress North. I arrived in York on the 29th of August. I was there for three weeks. Do you know a man called John Green? Yes, a man in my employ. He was a messenger. Was? Yes, he's no longer in my employ. Why is that? Did he leak your private messages by any chance? Not as far as I know. I see. And do you know Sir Robert Brackenbury? He is the constable of the tower. In July, you made him constable of the tower for the rest of his life. Yes. He must have done something impressive to have been given that honour. Either that or it's a horrific job and you're punishing him. It's an honour and he's a loyal man. I've known him a long time. Would it surprise you if I told you I have information that on your way north you gave a letter to John Green to take to Sir Robert Brackenbury in which you ask him to kill your nephews. What would you say to that? I would say, show me this letter. Ah, well, that's the problem. We can't locate John Green or this letter. Sir Robert denies all knowledge of it, so we have no witnesses and no evidence. However, it does suggest that anyone wanting to get access to the boys, whether to kill them or let them escape, they'd have to go through Brackenbury. I suspect so. Is it hot in here? No, it's not hot. Why, are you feeling hot? A little. Who's Sir James Tyrrell? Another man in my service. Do the names Miles Forrest and John Dighton mean anything to you? Miles Forrest is the keeper of the wardrobe at Barnard Castle, where my mother lives. The other, I don't know. Have you ever spoken to Sir James Tyrrell about your nephews? No. Would it surprise you to hear that I've also had information which suggests 
that you approached Sir James to kill your nephews and that he agreed. That is a lie. This information suggests that Sir James employed two men, Forrest and Dighton, to do the murder, that you sent Sir James to the tower with an order that the keys be surrendered to him for one night, and it was on this night that the boys were murdered. I did not write any such order. I put it to you that those boys were smothered in their beds, and then buried somewhere in the tower, probably very close to the royal apartments. I think you should speak to the Duke of Buckingham and Henry Tudor. They both want the crown, you know. We look at motive, means and opportunity. You had the motive because you stood next in line to the throne. You had the means. You had control of the boys in the tower via Brackenbury. You had the opportunity. You knew the timing for the coronation. And yet instead of getting a crown as soon as possible, you postponed it again and again, buying yourself time to put your plan into place. I did not kill my nephews, nor did I hire an assassin to do so. It really is warm in here. The law is interested in evidence, although at the moment we seem to be a bit light on that. The law? Ha! Let me tell you about the law. Do you know what my plans are now I am king? Dismiss familial murder as a crime? One. Set up a court of requests where the poor without lawyers can have their grievances heard. Two. Improve bail so suspected criminals aren't imprisoned and furly. Three. Ban restrictions on printing and sale of books. Four. Translation of written laws from French into English. All right, all right, I get the picture. There's no need to get the hump. Next time, it's Henry VII and the customs officer. Passport at the ready. The Lost Tapes of History podcast is a Synth 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact-check what you've heard on this monarch, visit our website, losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Synth79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History.